Hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I talk with mom and dad about how they met, uh, ended up getting married, and their whole dating process. Hi, mom and dad. How are you guys doing? Hi, Andrew. This is this is take number two because Andrew doesn't know how to press a, a record button, but that's okay. <laughs> so, um, are you guys enjoying this kind of empty nest life that you have now? There's no more kiddos around, and and it's just you two. What's that been like? It's been great. <laughs> My second time around, I'm saying it. <laughs> I love it. It's Ooh, good. It's been great. I mean, we enjoyed raising kids. It was, what, 30-some years? Uh, and it's still, back in the day, we still come home in the summers and breaks, and that's we enjoy that. But we also enjoy this spontaneity of being able to go out to eat or go to the beach or just go for a walk or something and not have to worry about anybody at home. The other thing is great is watching our kids and watching them go through things and how God's helping them out through different phases in life. That was kind of a repeat of what I said on the first take, right? <laughs> he realized you had said it better. Yes. <laughs> so he wanted to get in first. <laughs> so, uh, he kind of stole my thought there. And so, went with it. so no, that would we'll just go with that. You know, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Are you guys enjoying your, your Jeep that daddy bought recently? Yes, I am. <laughs> Yes, we are. It's very nice to take it to the beach and drive right down, get away from people. And we have to take our chairs, umbrella, towels, cooler, set up right there. And it's pretty awesome. And he's very meticulous about his Jeep, though. When he comes back, he makes sure that he cleans out all the sand. He even wiped it down with armor all the other day. Oh, man. When is the last time he ever paid that much attention to any vehicle we have owned? I have no earthly oh, idea. <laughs> I take, take the car wash. No. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, but it's I, cool. that's good. Well, I, I need to start by clearing up a rumor that's been going around. There's a rumor that, that you guys have been married for so long that it was actually a double wedding between you and, and Adam and Eve. Is this true? or? <laughs> that's not funny. That would mean that we're very, very old. No, but we use, this, we use the same auditorium. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> the what? Our, our honeymoon was Noah's uh, cruise line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Landed in Kentucky, and that's why you guys were there for so long. Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, what year are you guys on in marriage? Thirty-five. We just we celebrated thirty-five this past summer. That's pretty cool. That's not not very many people get to that point anymore. So that every time that I tell somebody. How long you guys have been married? Um, they just kind of look at me like, "Wow, really? That long?" But then again, I had students today in Sunday school class that were trying to guess what my age was. So I told each of them that they could guess once. One of them told me that I was fifty nine, and I said, "You know, my dad's not even fifty nine." <laughs> so that's pretty bad, Andrew. Not there, but obviously, but you know, no conception of age. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> Yeah. But so uh, tell me with this podcast, I want to kind of uh, hear about the beginnings of your guys' relationship. So what what did it look like whenever you guys first met? What what's that story? 
Well, I first had my eyeball on your father back many years before we actually met because he was with the um, college band, high school band band with Hope Sound that then they would travel and do concerts in the the summer. Yeah. And so our church in Louisville had um, the um, had the band there for a thing. And they pass out a little program that names everybody in the band. And I still have the program. I circled. We always took a bunch of people home with us and stayed at our house for the night because we had to put them up overnight. And Mm -hmm. I still have the program where his was the very first name I circled. I wanted to make (laughs) sure he came home to our house because I thought he was really cute. And... Uh, he didn't. We ended up getting a whole bunch of other guys, but he was um, one of them that I wanted to come. So that's when I first eyeballed him. And How many years before uh, before you guys officially met was this, do you think? Um, I don't know how long would that have been. That would have been at least three. I started, at least three years. Yeah. I went in my sophomore year of high school, and when I met your mother... Was in college. I was out You're of out college. of college. Yeah, I was so longer than three years between my sophomore and junior. But I don't know what college, what year. So of college. maybe even five years. Hmm. I don't know. But I I never saw him after that. You know, until yeah, going to school at Hub Sound and then our um, meeting up that summer. I mean, I saw him in church and stuff. His family, but I didn't. You know. Yeah. Anyway. So fast forward to that then. Whenever you guys first officially met and hung out what was that like mm. well I, my friend uh, Merlin called me up and wanted me to go bowling with him and I said okay let's go he said well I need to go stop by over on campus to drop my motorcycle off and we'll take your truck and I'm thinking that's weird because I only live like a block and a half from him <laughs> so I, I said okay fine whatever so I go over there, and he goes, well, when we get there, he says, uh, this girl, Mary, I want to go with us. And I said, no way. I said, take my truck. I don't want to be a third wheel. But Mary was my roommate my first year there, and this was the summer following that. So Mary and I were real good friends. So Okay. So while we're sitting there arguing about me not being a third wheel and I should go, he's trying to convince me to go. Lynn shows up, your mother, and knocks on the door because she's there to see Mary. I had, I have never, I did not meet Lynn before this, but a lot of the guys had told me that Mark's sister's Lynn was in town and she was going to school there and she was a very hot item. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, Mary comes to the door. And we get out and we go talking to him. So I beg Lynn to please come because I didn't want to be a third wheel. That was my excuse. Not because she was a hot item or something like uh, that? No, yes. Very hot <laughs> item. Was it no or is it yes? <laughs> I wanted her to come. The sad thing yeah. is, though, I had just gotten off work cleaning houses all day. Mm-hmm. And so I was quite atrocious looking. And... Of course, you know, had my stockings on and and so on and so forth. And they were going bowling. And I have never been bowling in my life because we weren't allowed to go bowling. So (laughs) 
Yeah, it made for an interesting thing. So we ended up going, and nobody told me that you had to put on bowling shoes. <laughs> and so I was about to die because my stockings, you know, they're expensive. And I was a college student, and I, I would wear them with rips in them, you know, especially to work. And so my worst ones went to work with me, and that's what I had on. And the feet were just really ripped to pieces. And so uh -huh. I'm over hiding and trying to slip on these dumb shoes so nobody sees my feet and how horrible my stockings look. So, yeah, it was quite an embarrassing, embarrassing ordeal. But, you know. No, but that was impressive to me. That I had Because she was working. <laughs> that she was working <laughs> and that not everything had to be perfect. You know, I... Most of the girls I knew at the time that I met your mother, I was burnt out on girls because they were just like, they always wanted something. There was always so much drama and they couldn't just be uh, a real person. Everything was fake. Well, I didn't have any drama. <laughs> so anyways, we went bowling and believe it or not, my friend Merlin disappeared. I have no idea. This yeah, day he was kind he of a to. moody person and... He just disappeared and kind of left the three of us in their bowling. So I'm stuck by myself with two girls I just met. Oh, what a terrible place to one. be. And the other, the other girl is a very nice girl, but I didn't know her either. So then we get done bowling and we go out to our truck and Merlin shows up and we go to eat. Went to Pizza Inn in, in North Palm. North, it was North Palm. Yeah. And then we go to eat and he disappears again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of weird. He's so nice. Though. We get done eating and we go back to campus to drop drop them off. And I convinced your mother to take the pizza because I wanted to talk to her longer. So it took longer to argue with we her. We had leftover pizza. Mm -hmm. And she leaves. He and... thought I was a cow, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as she leaves, Mary turns to me and says, Okay, so what do you think of her? And I'm thinking, I'm not saying a word because I know these two are friends and I know how this goes. But I thought He's he was staying behind to talk to Mary because he liked Mary. Hmm. So, yeah. But So that was our so, first encounter. Yeah. yeah. So, Daddy, you said one of the things that you liked about Mom was the fact that, I guess, she was a hard worker and you could even kind of see that from the first because she had come straight from work. What were some other things that you first noticed or that eventually you came to to like about her and love about her? Yes. What is that? Mm. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> well, I'm not, as far as exactly when I found out things, I don't remember in which quarter, but I found yeah. out that she was changing her own oil. And I thought that was pretty cool. Except when I found out she didn't change it again, I did. But... <laughs> Back Everything's work-related. Do you notice that? There's a trend here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a good thing um, I worked. <laughs> I thought she was always... When things went went um, bad or against her or wasn't quote-unquote fair, she always tried to find um, the good in it or she never would... She never would have believed the bad in people. Mm -hmm. She was always, you know, saying, well, they might not understand or I can understand why they thought that or something. <laughs> She had a college student put um, her underwear in her refrigerator on top of bologna 
Yes. To cool it off. And she didn't go ballistic over it. No, but I was close to it on that. <laughs> I can imagine. Because that messed up my baloney. Because I had to throw it out. I couldn't eat it after those underwear sat on top of it. <laughs> I'd have been a little bit upset, too. Don't mess with somebody's baloney. That's not okay. <laughs> well, the same girl came into her, her room and took all her clothes out of the closet and set them on the bed and took her curtains down and put her curtains up. She just took over the room. Yeah. And your mother didn't retaliate. She liked rainbows. She turned my room into a rainbow room. See, if that were nowadays, you could have gotten it changed since you were in Christian know. college. <laughs> and it, it was, I have thought it, of that. <laughs> so, it Mama, what were, anyway. <laughs> yeah, what were some things about uh, Daddy besides you thought he was cute and wished that he would have been one of the, the choir boys that stayed the night at your guys' house. What were other things that you noticed about him that I guess attracted you to him? Oh, he was just really hot, Ander. <laughs> David, um, if whenever I ask him these questions, that's all he says about Sarah. Well, now I shouldn't say this, but he was kind of known as being kind of a bad boy, you know? Well, apparently because you weren't allowed to go bowling and that's the first thing that you guys did together. I know, I know. <laughs> and he, I don't know, he just, there was just something, it was like a couple, a couple nights after we did that, we went bowling, then we went, um, we used to have, they used to have the uh, game rooms, and their game rooms were like Pac-Man and, you know, yeah. Gal Galactica and stuff like that, they had all these machines in there, and, you know, they were quarter a piece, and so we went out, uh, I was staying for the summer, and a couple girls that were I was rooming with in this house and one of them's boyfriend and uh, daddy, we went and played these games. Um, but we, the first time we went out alone um, and we went to eat. I don't, I don't know where we went. I mean, I, that is all a blur to me. We got back and we stayed up and talked until well, we were in the car for a long time, and then we got out and stood by a bush, and we talked till six. Was it six in the morning? It the sun was coming 6 up. Six fifteen. The sun was mm -hmm. coming up, and we realized what time it was then. And he, because he had to go to work, and he had to run home. But um, we um, we stood and talked, and while we were talking, there was this huge bush there, and. It picked every leaf off the bush. That whole bush was, you know, the next day we're looking at it and it's like the, the bush is naked, you know, it had no leaves left on it and they're all in a pile on the ground. But we had stayed up all night talking and just talking to him and he was just, he was who he was. There was, um, there was nothing fake about him. There was nothing put on. He's, he was a hard worker. I, you could just, I, I don't know. There was just there was just something about him that really clicked, and I felt like I'd known him all my life. I felt like I could tell him anything and everything. Pretty much did that night, and it was just like I'd always known him. And I don't I don't know if that really answers your question, but he I don't know. He was just everything that I thought I guess somebody should be. That you know that would be honest and trustworthy. And he was somebody I thought I could trust and he would, you know, protect me if I needed it. And, and we mm -hmm. hadn't even gone that far in a relationship. It was just, 
he just felt like he was, I don't know. I, I could tell he was something different. He was special. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, so that was your guys' first official date was, you don't remember where you went, but he yes. picked a entire bush bear. Well, yes. Well, that was before first week we were in the car and he, he said he was going to kick me out of the car because we were sitting here, you know, you and I'm not supposed to tell this part. But you must. Go ahead. <laughs> the first time we were alone together, he kissed me. Yes. Because several times. Bother. Decided we better get out and pick the bush apart. <laughs> well, you know the list I've been I've had you all make. Yeah. When you're growing. Well, that list was in my head when I was. I never actually made a list, but I had a list of what I wanted. If I ever got married, what I wanted my wife to. The, the qualities I want them to have, and the mm -hmm. longer we talked, the more I realized that she was checking them all off. And I was, I when we were talking, I started asking questions on purpose, what she would say, and listening to her, how she felt about her father, her brothers, you know, other people. Family and I was members. just talking to you and being nice, and you were testing me. Yeah, I was testing ah. you. <laughs> that's that's the one thing that, that Sarah couldn't seem to get over. I maybe I shouldn't have, but I told her that because Daddy, you were saying that after you had met her out in Colorado Springs or whatever that. Um, that you were you were testing her, and that and that she passed, <laughs> and I told her that, and she was like, "Well, I thought we were just talking." <laughs> so apparently, that's a common theme with Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but go on, Daddy. Oh well, and she just was checking off the the boxes of what you were looking for. Yeah, and I realized that night that that this was the girl that I wanted to pursue because if anything, I, I had no intentions of getting married at all, mm -hmm. but if I could marry her, then I would get married. Hmm. So what was it like for you guys? What was your dating experience like? Uh, Cause mom, you were at hope sound, uh, the Bible college at that point. Right. And dad, you were uh, just working a rebel, <laughs> a rebel. Yes. So, cause that I seem to remember they have some pretty strict rules uh, down there about oh, things. So what what did it look like for you guys uh, to to date? How often did you get to see each other? What kind of things did you do? That sort of thing. We have a separate date on Tuesdays and Thursday night. No, just Tuesday. Tuesday nights. Oh, just Tuesday from five to six. So I would bring six thirty. Six thirty. I would either bring hoagie or pizza or something, and of course I had to have three-quarter length sleeves, shirts, which I never wore. So I would bring some straight from work, put a shirt on, and go down there and sit with her. But he didn't like going to the cafeteria to sit. And lots of times he was running late because he was coming from work. And yeah. so we usually sat on the front porch of the dorm, had some benches, and um, we usually ended up sitting there. And we just eat whatever, you know. And... Um, yeah, that was our, from 5 to 6.30 was as long as we had. And then if he didn't have his three-quarter length sleeves on, I would hear about it and say he can't come back anymore unless he has this on, you know. And his hair get would get cut. too long, and they'd make they'd tell me that he'd have to cut his hair or else he couldn't come see me. And um, he usually came straight from work. And so most of the time he was, a lot of times you were dirty. Darwell dust all Yeah. Over. Drywall dust yeah. all over him. So, but that was our, 
date and then on Friday, night. Friday nights they had they always had an activity there at the school and I don't even remember what they were. They were stupid. But yeah, no, not ten thirty. That's when we had to be out of the dining room. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. When or nine thirty or ten, we had to be out. So seven to nine thirty or ten, we could, after the activity, you could go over to the cafeteria and you could sit and talk or play games over there. And you know, of course, no touching, no nothing, you know. And (laughs) that was it. Now, if you made phone calls. We, I lived in the girls' dorm, which had four halls. And on each hall, there was probably, I don't know, 20 rooms. And so, and each room had two people in them most of the time. And there was a one payphone. This is pre-cell phone days. Mm-hmm. And so, you had a payphone, and you had to wait your turn, you know, if you wanted to call somebody, and you were allowed 20 minutes on the phone. So, what we, we ended up doing is... Well, 11 o'clock. 11 yeah. o'clock, it had to be lights out. Yeah. And you weren't supposed to be on the phone or anything else. So he would wait and call me at like quarter after 11, 10 after 11, after all the dorm people had gone around and checked and made sure everybody was in for the night. And I would go to a back hall. I would sneak over to a back hall because nobody could see you as well there. And he would call. I'd pick up and we we would talk, you know, until I get caught. So... That what was, a terribly rebellious person, Mother. I am so yeah, ashamed. Well, that was the only way we could have conversation. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't in school, so I didn't see him in classes or anything. So yeah. it was very, um, you know, it was very complicated. And at, so you took advantage of every minute you had. At church, I could only say hello to her while she was yeah. leaving. Very snippets of conversation at church. I was allowed to go to his family's house. A couple times for Sunday dinner. But. um, What did you think of his family mother. Whenever you met them. Now who was going to hear this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The whole family. But you know we're all friends. It's okay. I don't know if we should delve into that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Julie. uh, Used to. Grandma used to have Julie go climb in the tree there. By the front room. And spy on us. <clears throat> and, you know, that was interesting. And I don't know. You needed you needed a kid like that uh, whenever all of your kids were dating. Because uh, yeah, no. Rebecca, at least, with us, us younger ones, Rebecca she wouldn't tell a, a darn thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. David and I, David and I could run off and get married with somebody, and she wouldn't breathe a word of it. I used to have her spy on Stephen, and she would never say a word about it. You know, so you know. But yeah, it was, it was. Well, Daddy's the oldest. Let's put it this way: Daddy's the oldest. He was. I'm a very. I was a very independent person, and sometimes that just doesn't strike well with everybody. And Mm -hmm. so it took a while. It took some years time and some years but we worked it all out now was it just mark that was down there at hope sound at the time of your brothers was steven ever down there oh you mean for school mark was down here but not when i was oh not when you were okay no no. mark came his uh freshman year and then that's all he did as a freshman year and then he got married and yeah he didn't come back and steven never came and um 
Stephen had come that summer that I started dating daddy though. Um, and cause he was going to ride back to Kentucky with me, mm-hmm. going to ride back with me. And, um, yeah, when we would set out in the car in the driveway, the house I was staying at, cause he was down there for a week or two yeah. and he would flip the lights, you know, trying to tell me it was time to come in. I guess he thought he was my <laughs> father, even though he's four years younger. So <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. So uh, did you guys have any other memorable dates that stick out to you other than that, that first one of picking a bush bear? Uh, yeah. Where? Uh, the day before, the night before she went to um, yeah. home, back for, home Christmas. for Christmas. What yeah, would you guys do bad. for that one? We went out to, we went to eat and then we ended up over at the docks in Old Oak Sound. And we were just sitting there talking. And so I told her, I said, when you come back. Wait a minute. This is a disclaimer. Don't ever do this to a girl. Okay. Go ahead. I said, when you come back, we need to talk about something. (laughs) Okay. Now, what would you think that would mean? Well, I I mean, did you hear my story with, uh, with Sarah? She told me the same thing when we had, like, we were, we were going to start dating and then she decided no. And then I, I went and you know, I was hiking with them or something one day. And then she said, yeah, whenever we get back to Colorado Springs, I'd like to talk. And I thought for sure I had done something wrong. And so yeah, I can imagine yeah. if you guys were already dating, <laughs> what, what mom might have been thinking. I, I went home and I was I was hurt a little bit anyway, because I had hoped that he could go home with me for Christmas. And yeah. he had taken extra work working for UPS and um he couldn't get off and couldn't, you know, couldn't come. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, he doesn't come home with me for Christmas. And now he wants to have this discussion with me. You know, this is it. He's going to break up with me. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I was a nervous wreck. You got to understand at that time, I didn't take the work with UPS. I had no choice. Construction had fallen off to absolutely nothing. I know. And you were working like crazy. God had given me that job to work UPS and I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. So anyways, then we come back. I come back right before New Year's. And on um, New Year's Day, we went with his family and some other friends to Disney World. And, um, of course, your father being, you know, the one that he is, you know, he's like pulling me in onto his lap and doing things like that. And I'm getting, you know, not so nice looks from members of the family. And so then I'm really confused because, okay, he wanted to talk to me. We still haven't discussed anything, but he's acting like this. So yeah, it was, it was pretty confusing. So, confusing at all. But then the very next day was Sunday. <laughs> it wasn't confusing at all. No, I couldn't get any I mean, daddy understood. Myself. It was what was going on in his mind. So, so why would he have been confused? That one ride that goes around in the dark real slow forever and ever because we just like to be in the dark. <laughs> so, what was that? Moving on. It goes around Tomorrowland or something and you just ride in that car and it's just dark in there. We don't we we don't need to hear about you people being in the dark. Yeah, we well, we can we can move on. <laughs> but anyways, the next day was pretty special, you know, but anyway. Um what was what was the next day? What was special about the next day? What was special about it, Hobby? Mm. 
we <laughs> I told my mother I was going to I was gonna go for a ride and I was gonna go to the beach. I asked if I could go to where uh Polly's go to their house. They weren't where there. His, his mom worked over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, Yeah, that's fine. And then she goes, Hey Mandy, what you want to go to the beach too, you and Fosto? <laughs> so guess who comes trucking along? So we get there and they go, We're gonna go on to the beach. I said, You go ahead and go, I'll be there in a minute. So after them coming back several times and banging on the window asking if I'm ready to go yet, and I'm saying no. It's very disturbing. I finally got out the fact, uh, will you marry me? Well, that took a while, too, because first I had to hear how he didn't really have much money, and he didn't have this, and he didn't have that, and blah, 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 blah. But would I marry him? So I was thinking, hmm, I don't know. After you just laid all that out, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. So, so, Daddy, how long before that had you known that she was going to be the one that you wanted uh, to marry? The night I was picking the bushes. Oh, okay. Bushes. <laughs> well, that's pretty quick. <laughs> yep. Okay. Mama, what about you? When when had you known that you you really liked him and that? that would have been a marriage would have been something that you were, you were looking for. I well, think she's still thinking. Wondering. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're stuck now. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I never really, of course everybody wants, uh, well, I don't know, maybe not everybody doesn't, but I mean, of course I wanted to get married, you know, and everything. And, but I really probably never thought I would. Um, I don't know if it's something you want, might want to leave out of your little thingy, but you know, I grew up with my brother telling me how ugly I was all the time. And so I really never thought I didn't have a lot of self-confidence, I guess. So I really just never expected to get married, I guess. And, um, I was a little unsure, you know, from the very beginning, I knew that there was something between him and I, and it scared me to death because I had never, never thought about loving somebody like that. I, it was so strong. The pull to him was so strong. I just, I, it was a scary feeling to me. And yeah. in fact, around October, we went out for the first time at the end of June. And in the first of October, um, what was that? Right now it was earlier than that. It was right after I got back to school in September. Um, I told him maybe we needed to, you know, I needed a little bit of time to think because I was very, I didn't know if I was just, you know, it was somebody was actually pay, you know, he was paying me attention and, and, um, I I just wanted to be sure of my own heart and Mm -hmm. I thought I was, but I wanted to be sure. And he didn't understand that. And he was not happy with that, but I just, you know, I, was, I just need a little bit of a time. And so it was like, as soon as I said it, though, I thought that's dumb because I know I know in my heart. And so but it took me until Thanksgiving to say I love you. So, you know, he says he told me the first night we went out alone <laughs> and which probably scared me all the more. But I can imagine. Um, yeah, what, what, but to me, mean, I was never one of these people that like signed a letter. I love, you know, love you or I love yeah. you or 
you know, I didn't do stuff like that. And I had a lot of friends that did. And I thought, how do you know you love these people? You know, because if I say those words, you're going to know I mean it, you know? Yeah. And it's not just love you. I love you. You know, I just, I've never said that to anybody. And I wanted to be absolutely sure. And mm -hmm. so I was, what was your question anyway? I forgot your question. Was that your question? Did I answer the question? Yeah, <laughs> I think you did. Okay. Sorry. I what, tend to ram ramble. What, what, what does I'm going to think mean? It means. Get well, lost. again, that would be another thing that I, I would really be nervous. You both would have made me nervous with, with your comments because usually I want to yeah. think means I just don't want to tell you, but we're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. God is leading me in a different direction. No. Yeah. No, that, 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 that kind of wonderful no. uh, spiritual no. <laughs> decision. I was, I'm not a big, I don't show. I mean, I was never a hugger or anything like that. Never used to be. Daddy was. He was there. He's just smothering at times. And <laughs> I wasn't used to that. That's not the way I, I mean, that's just not the way I was. And so it was just, you know, I needed, and I needed a way, a time away from that. And it wasn't very long. And you had 20, just, to, years. just to get it through my head and make sure, you know, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Daddy, at this point, had you met uh, her family <laughs> since you didn't go home for brother. Christmas? Just the brother, uh, Stephen? He, he had oh, met brother. Mark when Mark was down here in school well, met, two years Steven. earlier. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Not impressed. <laughs> well, that's not kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it was a wrong impression, but the first time I, seen, I saw him was we were signing up for school and then you had a you could sign up for work you know if they had jobs you had to have stuff. work hours yeah, yeah. Man, or then they had the extra jobs if you needed a job for, to to work to make money you know and mark told them that no he wasn't interested he didn't want to work at all and i thought man what a lazy bum <laughs> he's not that way but that's what i'm saying i was that was my regulation of him yeah i got you so, um, how did, I guess it go with, when, when did you finally meet the whole family? Like, was it pretty close to the wedding date or what did that look like? No, they weren't impressed either. <laughs> it was, no, it was in February. Okay. In fact, we got, when we got engaged, we tried to keep it quiet. You know, we didn't have a ring, so there, it wasn't, so we wanted to keep it quiet cause we didn't want, he wanted to ask my dad in person and um he was coming down in february for camp meeting well i ended up doing it on the phone yeah but he ended up calling him on the phone because it was just too hard to keep it quiet you know and no when they saw me i had um a purple shirt on and designer jeans and you know at that time in kentucky there was three colors brown medium brown dark brown and black no, that's four. Huh? So maybe a dark blue. <laughs> that's five. So Daddy, yeah, Daddy was the hippie. Close. Daddy was the hippie bad boy that Mom brought home. Yes, and plus he parted his longer hair in the middle. Yep. <laughs> which did not set well with my family, you know. And he didn't hunt, and they're hunters. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it was. Yeah, they thought he was quite something. Hmm. So how was the, the wedding planning process? Mom, were you up in, like, did you plan it over that um, summer 
up in Kentucky, I guess. No, I started planning. I was doing in Florida. Mm -hmm. Well, I went to look for my dress in Florida. My mom didn't go with me. Uh, I went with a friend of mine down in Palm Beach, and that's where I found my dress. And um, we, I pretty much kind of figured out all that I wanted um, before I ever left school. And then I just went home for June and July and then was married in August. So just put yeah. the final arrangements on it, you know, when I got home. <clears throat> but Yeah. And you guys, y'all got married in uh, Kentucky, didn't you? Or was it across the river in Indiana? No, Kentucky. In Kentucky. Okay. Who married you? Who was the who officiated the ceremony? Jr. Jr. did. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. What was that about? Your are you are you legally married? I seem to remember something about there was a, a faux pas with the the marriage license. Well, her grandpa. Well, Jr. was not licensed. Assistance. Yeah, he wasn't licensed in Kentucky. In Kentucky, so no. we didn't realize that was a big deal. So, so afterwards, yeah, after it was that same day, though. Yeah, that same day, we realized that somebody brought it to our attention. So her grandpa signed it. Our grandpa, yeah, pa signed our marriage certificate. So because yeah. he was legal in Kentucky. Gotcha. So, so uh, where did you guys go for your honeymoon? The first night to the Seal Bach, and then we flew out to Arizona to my uncle's cabin. At that time, when you got bumped off an airline, they gave you full tickets, to who, and you didn't matter who got them. Mm -hmm. So my parents gave us two tickets so we could fly. We flew out there and back for free. And my, That's awesome. My uncle let us use his cabin and rented us a car. Cool. So. Yep. That's and neat. it was really fun. It was neat. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then did you guys, did you live in Kentucky after that? Or were you down in Florida? No, in Florida. In Florida? Yep, for five years, wasn't it? Uh, something like that, I think so. Yep. What were, what were some things, Daddy, I guess start with you. What were some things that after... The honeymoon phase, I guess, with mom that you had to, to get used to uh, about her. Some habits or things that she did that you didn't quite realize before. <laughs> well, how long we got? He hates my spray <laughs> deodorant. He thinks everybody in the world yes. should use roll-on. And he hates my spray deodorant. But the first thing that... Um, was Lynn's family and her the word I'm sorry doesn't exist you just if something happens you just go off and then after some magical time it's over in my family it's I'm sorry it doesn't really matter but you say you're sorry and you move on not that you really talk about the problem you just say you're sorry and it just disappears also Neither mm -hmm. way is a real good way, and so we had to learn how to talk through our our things. Because Daddy has always been very good about saying he was sorry. I sadly was not. I hope that I am better, much oh, better yeah. now. But yeah, I was not good at it, and he was. If we did have disagreements, he would always say he was sorry. But we were yeah. from from the extreme. You know, my 
I'm saying I'm sorry doesn't mean that I was wrong. It just meant I'm sorry, let's not fight about it and move on. You know what I mean? We yeah, so you had to find the balance between the yeah, two. Just saying I'm sorry and just ignoring it didn't work. Yeah. Yes, correct. So, Mama, what were some things about Daddy that you had to get used to? Nothing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um... That was one of them. <laughs> what about his uh, spicy V8 juice and sardines? Oh, yeah, that was a little bit later, but that was the nastiest thing. He would eat <laughs> sardines and spicy V8 juice, drink that with it, and it gave him the oh, most horrible breath. Spicy V8 juice and chocolate and, milk. No, that wasn't it. And it was nasty, <laughs> and I just couldn't even hardly kiss him. It was just gross. Hmm. But I, I don't know, probably My the jams. fact that, yeah, his jams... <laughs> He wore jams, and I just thought they were the fruitiest things. <laughs> jams. Do you know what jams are? Uh, uh, tennis shoes of some type? No. Psychedelic shorts they're, that go down below your they're knees. They're not shorts. They're like capris. They come oh. below your knees, and they're the funky, funkiest colors. They were I mean, Christian they're like, shorts. Yeah, they were his Christian oh. shorts. And that's what he wore to work in all the time. And, but we would go over to his parents for dinner, which was expected every Sunday. And he would wear, everybody else would look like, you know, khakis and shirts or whatever. And he would wear his jams. And he was, all, you could always spot him in a picture because daddy had his jams on, you know? So yeah, that was, that was a little bit you much. married a <laughs> yeah, I did. I married the rebel. But... Well, I'm trying to think some things that I've seen that are even still quirks, maybe, that you guys have today. Like, Daddy and I have uh, inherited this from him. Whenever he wakes up in the morning, everybody has to be awake. Was that well, a... That was probably the biggest issue <laughs> of our married life. Yeah. Really was because he would get up early, and our, every light in the house would go on. And he would be talking in that booming voice... You know, like, you know, people on the next planet need to hear him. And <laughs> it, I, I just, I'm not like that. I would stay up all night. I'd be up cleaning the house late at night, you know. I want to sleep in the morning. And, but he expected everybody else to be up because he was up. Yes, that was a very, very hard thing to get. And that probably is the biggest. It got, really was. I got a story for you. We first got married. I think your mother was so, she always keeps a nice house, a clean house. But she was so fanatic. I would have half oh, that's a glass. Not true. I would have a half a glass of Pepsi, set it down, turn around and do something and come back. And we didn't have a dishwasher back then. It'd be in the sink, washed, dried, and put back in the cupboard. And for the first three months of our married life, every time I come in to get silverware, it was in a different drawer. That's because she wanted to make her a kitchen the most efficient he and was, everything had to be the best place there was he's really exaggerating <laughs> well really i think the drink thing has reversed because i seem to remember on lots of trips that we would take together every time we stop at a gas station mom looks over and her drink isn't there anymore and dad's yeah. thrown it away because we thank have you. to throw things away thank you, thank you. <laughs> and, I, and i can't tell you how many times i've said well, I don't mind you drinking it, but could you leave me just a little bit at the bottom? Mm -hmm. Hey, we got to well, clean up. 
Well, and in hindsight, it might have been a little better, the silverware moving around all over the place, as opposed to, I know at least whenever I was growing up, furniture moved around every other day <laughs> to, to different places in the house. Yes. Silverware is a little easier to do. <laughs> the worst thing I ever did was make rub, uh, wood floors. Uh -huh. Because your mother would pick the stuff up while Stephen would shove towels under it. And then when you all got old enough, you did the same thing and she'd push things all over the that was awesome. You gotta get it right, you know. And who it's boring to have it in the same place all the time. Our first house we were we were um living in. It was a, a apartment. The house turned into yeah. two apartments, we one upstairs and one downstairs. And I don't know why we were if we were moving, getting ready to move or what, but we used to have this the three tiered um thing you put fruit in and she hung it on the oh. door jam. Yes. Into the kitchen. And and as usual, almost four or five <laughs> or eight times a night. That's not true. You're uh, a week. Your mother would wake up and say, I heard something. I was used to the country living. I'm just laying here, Lynn. I know I didn't hear it. Yes, I heard something. <laughs> Get up and go look. So I had bought a gun, a little pistol. So I got up and I'm walking through the hallway. <laughs> and off to my right, I see somebody standing there. I whip around, almost shot it. <laughs> Hanger. It was a hanging basket. But for 35 years, I've been up looking around for people and haven't found anybody yet. <laughs> and I realized, don't argue. Just get up and walk through the house, flip on some lights, and go back to bed. Oh, that's not true. You have found somebody because when I was pregnant. Oh, that's with, true. Um, they were outside, another, though. Yeah. They were outside trying to get in our door. Mm. We put the light on, and I seen the the silhouette of a person up against the fence. Dear. Well, let's maybe uh, end with this. Then I'll give you each a a chance to to answer. But what would you say? I guess now that you have your three older siblings are all, uh, our three old, oldest kids are all married. My older siblings are all married, and David's about to get married. What what would you say? Uh, would be your one piece of advice for your kids and their marriages to make it be as happy and last as long as, as your guys' has? Put God first and laugh a lot. And know how to say I'm sorry. That would be it for me. Yeah. Well, and Daddy? In addition to that, remember that your marriage is for life. Kids are not. Yeah. Kids will come and kids will go. They're only here for you to raise, to send them out into the world. But as you can see, our kids are gone and we're still here. Spouse comes first. Not the always. Kids. Well, that sounds like some some pretty good advice. Um, but mom and dad, thank you so much for joining. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. Yep. Yep. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining here on the Hobbs Happenings Podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. If you like this podcast, make sure to listen to the next one where I talk about pretty much the same topic, but with Natai and Brian this time. Until then, toodles. <laughs>